Alright guys and welcome to the first episode of the King Mindset Podcast. Today I'm going to be introducing the King Mindset Podcast. My name is Jason Ramirez and I am the King Mindset Podcast. You might ask yourself, what is a King Mindset Podcast? Well, let's get into the definition of King Mindset. King Mindset is exactly what I've developed over 25 years of being an entrepreneur. Has made me fail, 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 and fail again. But every time I failed, I learned something. I put forth the effort to always better myself and not put myself down. So I've worked for people, corporate America. I've created my own businesses. I've ran my own business for about 25 years. So this is the the king mindset. The king mindset, my definition is you're the king of the jungle. You're the one that runs the game in your business. You're the one that calls the shots in your business. And if you have a king mindset, you have to be able to overcome all the fear, all the failure, all the things that, you know, kind of persuade you to stop moving forward. And being the king mindset, that's what puts you in the running to be successful. Because if you look at a lion in the jungle, they're not scared of anybody, anybody they see. You know, there's people that are, there's animals that are way bigger than them, but they never back down. They always keep going. Even if there's a bigger animal, they'll growl, they'll run at it, they'll, they'll show intimidation, they'll give intimidation factors to that other big animal. And that's why I call this the king mindset, because you may not be the biggest, you might not be the baddest, you might not be the, the biggest one in, in, in the, you know, like they say, there's big fish in a little pond and then there's a minnow in an ocean, right? So you want to be the big fish in the little pond before you can be the minnow in the ocean. And I know that sounds crazy because you go from being nothing to being on top of the game. And then you realize that there's so much more world out there. So you become little again until you climb that ladder, until you're the king of the ocean. But when do you become the king of the ocean? And how do you become the king of the ocean? You know, and that's just using a fish analogy. But let's go back to the king mindset. Exactly. So the king mindset has been developed over 25 years for me. And I didn't even realize it. I had this king mindset until I started watching these motivational speakers and I started figuring out exactly, you know, everybody tells you, you know, for example, Gary Vaynerchuk tells you, you have to eat shit for 12 years. You have to eat for for 12 months, a year, two years, 10 years, 15 years until you hone your craft, until you can tell people your story. So mine has been 25 years in the running and I started mine as a DJ, a mobile DJ, doing events, weddings, things like that. And now I'm in the process of still DJing, but now creating businesses. And a key mindset helps me develop all the different things that I need from being the entrepreneur to the marketing to everything. I may be the small guy, but the small guy that's getting results. And I may continue to be the small guy for a very long time, but I'm patient and I don't take, I don't want instant gratification. I'll take delayed gratification. So let me give you guys a little background on me. Um, graduated high school in 1999, started going to college, wanted to be a lawyer, took a website design class, fell in love. And the teacher told me, you do you know you can make over $2,000 creating a website? In college, I'm like, no way, this is, this is too good to be true. So I learned HTML. I learned how to use front page, which was a WYSIWYG from Microsoft. And then later on, I started building content management systems through Zoops, Joomla, Moomba. And then later on, moved on to WordPress and now back to Joomla. 
So all these different templates and, and things that I learned how to use, I learned how to use do the hard coding at first. I learned how to do everything from scratch. I was able to land my first job um, with Clear Channel Radio. And Clear Channel Radio taught me a lot, which now became iHeartMedia. Clear Channel showed me exactly what I needed to do. I ran five websites for five different radio stations. I did all the graphics, all the promotions, all the social. Social media at this time was only MySpace, Facebook. There was no Twitter. There was no Instagram. There was no Snapchat. There was no LinkedIn. So at this point, it's only two social medias, MySpace and the introduction of Facebook. I believe I started in 2004 and I left in 2012. So that was a good run for me. While being in the radio station, Clear Channel Radio, I learned a lot of different things. I learned a lot about learned a lot about the radio, the back end of the radio, how radio works. I learned about radio imaging and how to create imaging. Um, me being hired to be the online content director, I had to use, you know, Photoshop, Illustrator. At that time, Flash was big for web ads and Flash was big for websites and before content management systems came out, Flash was the big guy. And everybody wanted animations. Everybody wanted all these different things. So I taught myself Flash. I taught myself to use, to go from the front page into the Dreamweaver to create forms and create all these things. Of course, I had learned how to hard code everything in Notepad. But it's basically my history doing that, going from there, and then leaving Clear Channel because I got passed up on two different opportunities to move up. I'm Market 76 here where I live. I would have been working for Market 3 and then Market 4. But both times I was up for the promotion and they wanted to um, send me out to a different place. My general manager and my boss here would not let me go. They said, if you leave, how are we going to make our numbers? So I got frustrated and I decided to leave. When I left, since I do a lot of marketing, a lot of businesses, a lot of different things, I got picked up by a club owner called me. And a club owner gave me my first wheel at being my own entrepreneur because it wasn't a um, payroll it wasn't a paycheck it was money for doing a good job so basically what I had to do is I had to create a opportunity for myself and I became his right hand man being his right hand man they learned everything from the clubs inside and out we're talking about accounts we're talking about um, inventory we're talking about promotions we're talking about commercials we're talking about everything from I had my background in radio on imaging commercials, but I had never written scripts. When I started writing for, when I started working for the nightclub, I had to come up with scripts to send to the radio station to get them produced. I started coming up with different party ideas and promotion ideas to create. I started creating different ways to get people to this club. Now, this is before Facebook ads. This is before Instagram. This is before all these things. So all I really had was guerrilla marketing. And that was printing 5,000 flyers, putting them in cars, inviting sexy girls to pass out flyers for me during other events, and basically just marketing, 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 so I can get these results. And I did. We did get these results. One of the things that we did was we created an invitation to take to like a bank and invite a bank to have a party. And with this party, we included three bottles. So they had 10, 15, 20 employees that would come party. They got three bottles on us, but everybody else who came with them would buy drinks. Everybody else would spend money. So that's how we created our following when it came to the three nightclubs. We had a college nightclub, we had a super nightclub, and we also had a um, alternative lifestyle club, which is a gay club. So what it is, I managed all three of those from from the accounts to the inventory to the money coming in to the money going out to the spending to everything that we had to do 
was done there. I did that for about four years, and then I decided I want to go back to DJing and doing it full-time. Well, I was DJing for the club as well, but I was also managing it. It just became a lot. So I said, what can I do to go back to DJing? Because DJing was my first love. Well, can I go back to DJing? And once I'm DJing, then I can do something else. So I started DJing. So I picked up my DJ business again on the mobile. I started doing events, weddings, and all these different things, and I kind of left that to go. But in the process of doing that, the gigs were far away. They weren't like every weekend. So I had to create an opportunity for myself. And I met a, a, a person who later became my business partner in a marketing firm. And we were doing ads for these little magazines. And these little magazines were, you would pass them out and they put them on newsstands. And it was for a bunch of car dealerships. So that's when I first got my feet wet in sales. Because up until this point, I have never been in sales. I had gone, however, to sell web banners and, and web ads with Clear Channel executives. And they would kind of do their sales pitch. And then people would ask me, well, why is he here? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm here to explain to you about digital streaming and digital things and how we offer these services. At the time, as a bonus, they weren't even being charged yet. As a time that if you bought a radio remote or you bought advertising on the radio you would get a matched amount on streaming but i had to explain to you why streaming was important why it was coming up so these are the type of things that my history has then i created my own business with a partner and we went in to create a meal prep now uh, i had gained a lot of weight i had been doing a lot of things so what i started doing is i started creating a healthy way of eating and we put together this this business where we did meal prep for five days out of the week for you and we created a website and we created marketing and we created food and we created menus and we cooked and we delivered and we did all these things this meal prep business was going well but then my my thing was i wanted to dj not work a business i made enough money djing when i did it so i started going to different cities to play on my own dime. I would fly myself out. I would meet people online, fly myself out, and I would go DJ. And what that did is that built my repertoire and that built my things that I had to do. Now, when I say the king mindset, when I say all these things, they're all because I've always had to be the king of what I was doing. Not because I had an ego, not because, but it was the only way to survive. So if I'm flying myself out to go DJ at these events, I'm flying out, I'm getting paid to DJ the event, but I have to fly myself out, you know? So let's, let's say numbers. I'm flying myself out for about 300 bucks. I'm only making 500 bucks. So I'm only making 200 bucks when I get back, but those opportunities were not here. So I'm flying myself out to make money and then I'm paying myself back to get back home. Does that make sense? No, but it's a hustle and you have to do it. The only way I was able to be successful, I would go for seven years to an event called South by Southwest and I would go DJ seven years in a row to South by Southwest. At this time, I had gained some notoriety in the DJ game and I had been picked up by a DJ coalition called the Bum Squad DJs. With the Bum Squad DJs, they helped me get bookings at South by Southwest, different cities, different, and my network grew so what i started doing is i started djing and i started flying myself out to these people. well i started flying myself out playing at all these different events and then bum squad dj said we're going to change what we do we're going to go more into a corporate and not such a ghetto type dj coalition and they decided to create what's called the mix syndicate so we all had to reapply and we all had to cross our fingers and i did become mix syndicate and that was great in the process of becoming a mix syndicate i became friends with the president of mix syndicate and I started flying more and more to Austin to go DJ. 
When I got to DJing in Austin, I started getting opportunities where I could move to Austin and DJ full time. And that was just a hustle. So when I left the first time to Austin, I left with a car full of clothes, turntables, and I went and stayed at my friend's house. And it was him, his wife, his child. And during the course of me being there about two months, they started having problems. They broke it off and he was by himself. So then he was like, okay, you can move in. So I was going back and forth every other week and going to DJ events and coming back and just got really crazy. He's like, well, you can move in and we'll make this happen. So there I go. I go move in. I help him with rent. I help him do all these things. These are all parts of the struggle to be like this DJ that I want to be. So I get to the, I get to Austin. I'm playing all these places, and now I start building notoriety in Austin. People start to get to know who I am in Austin, which is great. It's amazing, right? But going to Austin, I left my daughter behind. So I felt that I needed to come back for her. So I put everything on hold, and I came back. Well, here in El Paso, I started DJing again. I started creating opportunities for myself, and then I got booked to DJ for the Dallas Cowboys. When I got DJed, booked to the DJ Dallas Cowboys, it was a party bus all the way to Dallas, all the way back. It was nothing but DJing. And then when I would get there, I would get there Friday. So Saturday, Friday and Saturday night, Saturday, the Sunday morning were the tailgates. So Friday and Saturday, I would network and book myself in these nightclubs so that I could make some extra money while I was there. And don't get me wrong, I was getting paid well to travel, to go to every game. And I was getting tickets to every home game that we went to. So I, I sat on the, if you're a Cowboys fan or any football fan, I sat on the 20th row of the end zone every time without fail. I had never been to an NFL game and DJing opened that up for me to see nine games that year. Fast forward another year, I decided to move back to Austin because I got a greater opportunity. Got a greater opportunity and I went to Austin. I went to Austin and I left with only a suitcase and turntables. Went over there for about a year and a half. I was doing great, making lots of money DJing, enjoying myself, all these things. Then my daughter came up to visit. I felt like I hadn't seen her in years and everything brought me back to where I'm at now. So this is the king mindset. These are all the things that I've been through. These are all the different things. And I'll get into detail on everything throughout the episodes when I start um, giving you guys. If you guys follow my Instagram right now, it's uh, Instagram.com slash Jason Consulting. And that is the king mindset. That's where you'll find all the, the quotes and all the things that I've been through and all the things that I've learned. And I write a little blog about it. There's a king mindset blog coming as well. So these, these are the kinds of things that we're doing. As a king mindset, I always set goals. I always set goals for what I want to do. Setting goals like when waking up early to record this podcast. Right now it is going on 6-11 and I started wanting to record this podcast. I woke up at 5 and I had to install some drivers and reinstall the microphone and all that good stuff. But key mindset goals that I have in mind is to make this podcast something that can help you guys. You know, I'm looking to help and give hope to those that feel like they have no direction, they have no self-motivation, they have no self-esteem. I'm looking to teach people about the trials and the tribulations and all the things that I've gone through. And I always say, without trial and error, there's no success. And why do I say without trial, there's no success? Well, if you don't try something, you don't fail at it, you're never going to know how to make it better. If you try and you fail and you quit, and then you go to something else and you try, you fail, you quit, you go to something else, you're never going to get a result. But if you trial, you fail, and you, then you go regroup and you say, okay, I'm going to try this again, but I'm going to do this a little bit different. Just those little tiny tweaks of understanding what you need to do and how to be successful will help you make it happen.
So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Again, my name is Jason Ramirez. I'm the King Mindset. And you guys will be able to find my blog, my Instagram, and everything um, in just a few episodes. Right now, I'm building everything. I am just started the King Mindset, but I've been conditioning this for 25 years. So it's never too late for you to start. It's never too late for you to adapt the mindset that you need to make these things happen. So once again, my name is Jason Ramirez. Thank you guys for listening to King Mindset, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.